The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. We have a rake of uh, pieces of medical advice that are being sought from our resident GP, Eleanor Galvin. Morning, Eleanor. Good morning. Eleanor, I'm just scrolling rapidly through because we uh, we actually got a huge amount of texts fr- about uh, Mo Molum and about teaching, which means that the ones relating to questions that came in earlier for you hadn't gotten buried, but I have found them. I am male, early 70s, with significant osteoporosis. I have always taken adequate calcium in my diet. Any advice? Is there anything you can do once you've got osteoporosis? Oh, is there? Absolutely. So there's medication. So you can't really entirely reverse it, but you can nearly reverse it. So there are tablets you can take daily or one a week, or you can get an injection every six months. You not only need to take adequate dietary calcium, you need to take a supplement of calcium, a prescribed large amount of calcium with vitamin D. And you need to do lots of exercise, weight bearing exercise, which really means just not cycling or swimming, like walking, running, anything like that. And then also look at your lifestyle, make sure it's active and drinking and smoking not good for your bones. The bone itself, the the, the bone atrophies if it doesn't have weight put upon it, does yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Um, so uh, and also people's medical history who may have had a lot of steroids or have had a lot of ill health over the years can have thinner bones. Um, so it's really... Um, it's actually unusual to to have a man say he's got osteoporosis at 70 because half the time I'm sure they don't check. Uh, but it's a thing that we think about in women maybe more than we should in men. We should also think of it in men. Am I right in saying the GPs are getting less and less eager to prescribe steroids because of those kind of consequences? Um, yeah, but there's nothing like a steroid when you really need one though. Um, you know. what's, what's that line about having a gun and needing one versus not yeah. having one and not needing one? Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a line between deciding we're going to not give people steroids and have a wheezing child in front of you. Same is true um, about antibiotics. It is, it is know, very good that yeah. they don't get on wrongly prescribed, yeah. but by God, when you need them, when you, you need them, need them, yeah. Uh, text saying, for the last few weeks, the corners of my lips are open, sore and crusty. I feel a bit dramatic going to the GP, but it's one of those things. It's like yeah. the quick at the side of your nail. Yeah. It drives you bananas. I feel a bit dramatic going to the GP with this, but can I get anything over the counter? Well, you answer, I'm just going to tweet well, that, Mike. You it's angular shellitis is what it's called, the corners of your mouth. And it's generally associated with low iron or low vitamin B12. Um, small kids it can be associated with just drooling because they're getting new teeth and older people it can be associated also with drooling because they have dentures um, so in the short term yes it's Easter Saturday and um, out of ours would be delighted to see you with the corners of your mouth so you can use Vaseline just to keep them dry over the weekend and then go and have blood test done ha- show it to your GP you probably are short or something Now I put it to you that Vaseline is the equivalent of take two aspirin and calming them. It does nothing, Eleanor. It's just a way for to make you well, use to I make me leave you alone. I would say it's pseudocream it was any other part of the body. So <laughs> they were both miracles. My aunt is 81, says a text. She has been on diabetic medication for a number of years, which was well tolerated. In the last 12 months, her metformin has been increased to 2000 milligrams daily. She is now suffering chronic pain and stiffness and is unable to walk. Is it possible that the high dosage could be inducing the muscle pain? Would you recommend reduction of meds or alternative therapy? She is also taking Farxiga. Farxiga. Farxiga and Bipsidide. I'd let you say that one, yeah. No, so 2,000 milligrams of uh, metformin may appear a lot, but actually the maximum dose is 3,000. So it's it's not, but she's an older lady. There can be rare side effects of 
metabolic acidosis, but she'd probably have more than just pains in her joints. She'd probably have pains in her stomach. It's kind of in a medical emergency. She well also could be just older, maybe have had developed some arthritis or some other autoimmune thing. Um, so she should go back to the GP. But I don't think it, it's unlikely that it's the metformin. But it could be, could be anything. Uh, but 2000, that would be kind of kind of typical, 2000 milligrams. There's 1000 milligram tablets one twice a day, do you know, uh, or an 850 three times a day. Um, so it's, it, it sounds big, but it's actually not that big. But she would need to be looked at. Gotcha. Just um, in case. WhatsApp saying, uh, I'm looking to get insomnia tablets, but there seems to be a big shortage. Is that likely to continue for? I didn't know there was such a thing. Uh, that's just sleeping pills, is it? Yeah, I presume they mean sleep. I didn't know there was a shortage of sleeping pills either. But when we prescribe something, there's so many shortages at the moment. The only way we know they're short is when the chemist rings to say, oh, we ran out of that as well. But there seems to be a huge shortage of all sorts of things in Ireland at the moment. Um, so sometimes now we're writing down three if you don't have the first, give them the second or the third. Um, but if you sometimes go to a different chemist or a chemist that you they may have the end of it and they always the pharmacists have a back and date kind of idea. So they might you might be able to wrangle it up in a local chemist and then uh, um, you'll know when it's coming back or else they will recommend an alternative. Interesting text saying, is having high cholesterol genetic? A lot of my family seem to have it. A friend of mine got diagnosed with high yeah. cholesterol a while ago and I was astonished to discover shrimp are a problem. Are they? Yeah, I would have thought the shrimp was like a piece of chicken. A nice I would have little thought harmless shrimp was even fella. better than no, chicken. you got to watch the shrimp. shrimp. Apparently so. I'm so, <laughs> so is high cholesterol genetic? There's something oh, totally. about the impact of cholesterol being genetic as well, isn't there? Um... The, yeah, absolutely. So cholesterol is genetic. And if you're told you have a huge high cholesterol, you can get up down about 20% by being your best self. Uh, and you will have people come in who are 26 years of age, fit as a flea, vegan, and they will still have a crazy high cholesterol. And then you ask them, are your parents taking anything? And they are. And for those people, it's now about early prevention of the secondary complications of high cholesterol, which is stroke, heart attack, cardiovascular disease. So for those people, they find it hard to believe, but with diet alone, you can't do everything. Whereas if you're just hovering and not being a good person and eating lots of shrimp, apparently, um, then you can change your diet and hopefully you will get it down to an adequate amount. But if you're starting too high, you'll never get it down. Uh, and the other side is you could have somebody 26 stone, doesn't exercise, eats a lot of butter and they'll have a fabulous cholesterol. I, there must be a German word for things you say on radio and then get a deep sense of regret that maybe you're wrong. I think I'm right on the shrimp. I'm 99% sure okay. I'm right on the shrimp. I'm still going to eat shrimp. Well, don't yeah. uh, if you end up with high cholesterol, don't say I didn't no. warn you. Um, a text saying, I am 35, planning to do egg freeze. This is an interesting because I'm really? curious to see how much this comes up. I'm 35, planning to do egg freezing. How many eggs do they need typically and will I need to do more than one cycle? Are you seeing more of this? Yeah, loads more of this. So kind of they want to get out. It all depends on when you do the first um, harvesting of your eggs, you take a whole load of drugs. Two weeks later, you have a harvest. 10 to 15 eggs would be a great crop. Um, and then it depends on how many freeze successfully and all the rest of it. So if you manage to get 10 to 15, yeah, then you may only have to do one cycle. But if you don't, then you might have to do two cycles. But also at 35, you might say to yourself, I would like to have four children. And you might need to do, you know, you might want to bank 30 eggs because 30 eggs might only make five embryos if you're lucky um, but and am I right in saying that and in this instance it, it yeah. is what it is but in, in an ideal situation you want to bank eggs as early as possible absolutely don't you? Uh, but then 
you know, life kind of people think that these things will happen. 35 is a young age to be talking about banking eggs, but the right age probably to do it. But there's also the other par- part of it is a baby is a baby and you can people donate eggs. So if you're 42 and listening and thinking, oh, God, I've missed the boat, there's still people um, get egg donation all the time, anonymous egg donation or even known egg donation. Um, so that's still open to people who are much older. A text saying, what recommendations do you have for dealing with an overactive bladder? Before this, I want you yeah. to debunk something. I have a friend who maintains that he was diagnosed with a thick bladder. So he says that he has very thick bladder walls, which means that the internal yeah. <laughs> volume of his bladder is very wee. I think he's making this up. Could that be true? It sounds like it could be true. Um, I'd need to Google that one. There is something about thick and bladder walls from kind of ongoing inflammation. I don't know if it would be so thick as it would make the inside of it that That's much what I smaller. Thought. I was like, how if thick it's, can they it's be? like a thick plastic bag that you yeah. take shopping as opposed to the thin one. Hardly um, an inch and a half. Like that, no, that's a, an no, armour plated no, bladder. because it's a, a leisure bag, really. Uh, uh, sorry, this is an aside to what do you do if, if regardless yeah. of the thickness of your bladder, what if it's overactive? How long has it been overactive? Has it only been overactive a while? Are you sure you don't have a kidney infection? Have your wee tested? See if you maybe need a bit of pelvic floor exercises. See if you could do some bladder training with a physiotherapist. Um, you can get tests in hospital to see how overactive it is. And then there's tablets at the end of all that. So those old tablets really, um, or else maybe pelvic floor physiotherapy. Which that's, is that's yeah. a difficult conversation to have, wouldn't it? Pelvic floor physiotherapy. Well, yeah, how do you open? How do you start that? Well, I, I would say it's I a, a referral letter is handy <laughs> on that one. I would say you'd want to like your therapist, um, <laughs> but the physiotherapy is is a is is a very personal experience, I'm sure. Yeah, but there's um, a difference between you know, my Achilles tendon is a bit tweaked, and but these are there. There is a practice of uh, pelvic floor physios with us near us, and they do it all day, every day, and they get amazing results. Really? Yeah, amazing results. Uh, in relation to some of what we were talking already, Anton, how much shrimp does your mate eat? It wasn't that shrimp was the sole contributor. I think I was offering the individual shrimp and they said, hey, I can't. Oh my God, I can't have shrimp. Shrimp is a bad view. Yeah. Uh, we have a suggestion in relation yeah. to you and your Vaseline and your pseudo cream. For the person who has splits on the side of their mouth, try Cymex. Is that right? Cymex? Never heard of it. Yeah. C-Y-M-E-X. It's over the counter and it's amazing. I had this problem for years and it was the most soothing thing ever. Fantastic, but maybe get your hernia vision B12 checked too. I, I was intrigued by your thing on the osteoporosis with the vitamin D. Vitamin D is another thing that's getting oh, fierce trendy. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone should actually, everybody should have their vitamin or else go on a holiday somewhere really sunny. Uh, I got a text asking, can you uh, explain the electric chairs that clinics have oh, yeah. for bladder overactivity? The what? Oh, yeah, they, these, there's a special name for them. You sit in them, they're MRI technology and they contract and relax. I can't think of the name of them. They have them in sort of uh, cosmetic places now. You sit in them, they relax and contract your pelvic floor. It's like doing six weeks pelvic floor exercises in one go. They are expensive. But I looked at the of studies for them the and they're fantastic. We have to wrap up. There are so many supplementary questions I have, Eleanor. Next time, Eleanor Galvin, our resident GP. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.